Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible and neither are you. So no matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran and host of this podcast. We're all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all the inspiring stories why you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My guest today is Gwendolyn Mitchell. Hi, Gwendolyn. Hi, Kiran. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad we actually have managed to schedule you in and actually be able to record this this uh, podcast. So I'm really, really, really happy to get to know all about you. So before we really make a start, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself to our listeners in a one line about who you are. I am uh, Gwendolyn Mitchell, and I am a champion for tapping into your inner power and living from your heart. Oh, we're going to, that sounds exciting. So we're going to get to know a little bit more about that as we move forward into the body of this podcast. So let's talk about where we go next. So we're going to talk about your past, wherever you want to start. Then we'll move into what you're doing currently, the present. Um, what are the trigger points uh, around the 50 mark, if there were any at all, and what the future looks like, and then ending the podcast, of course, with the, the tips. So let's start. First of all, Kirian, let me just say that um, thank you for doing this. I didn't think about my life in terms of specific time milestones, but I had an opportunity to go back and reflect. And also had an opportunity to listen to some of your other guests and your podcast is fabulous. And uh, your guests were so incredibly honest and vulnerable until it was encouragement to me. So thank you. Oh my gosh, you made me emotional already. Usually I get emotional right at the end of a podcast or maybe somewhere in the middle, but I'm starting off really well by getting emotional right at the beginning. But can I just say, Gwendolyn, Thank you for that acknowledgement. It means so much to me when people appreciate what we're doing, what everybody else is doing when they come on the podcast and how honest and vulnerable um, and sh- and how they share everything. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just saying that. So I totally, totally appreciate it. Really, really do. So let's talk about you now. About okay. Well, one more thing about you. You're absolutely beautiful gorgeous so. oh my god oh see now you're gonna really oh. make me cry <laughs> I absolutely adore you already and not because you said I was beautiful but the thing is sometimes you like to hear from somebody else if they when they appreciate you and vice versa as I said to you when you came on was god you're a stunning woman so <laughs> so let's 
talk about you. Let's start with the past. <laughs> well, let me just say that I'll I'll just start with a little tiny bit about my childhood. I grew up in a working class family. I'm mm-hmm. one of 10 siblings and my dad did construction work. My mom was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. until her ninth child was born. And we were poor, mm-hmm. but we didn't know it you know, yeah. because there was just a lot of love in the family. And um, it wasn't until I went to college that I learned all these things about how the world perceived my experience growing up. So mm-hmm. that was a kind of a shocking eye opener. But one of the things about my parents is they were both very religious. My dad had uh, mystical experiences um, early in life, and they ended up, you know, going into Christian fundamentalist church. And so we grew up with a lot of restrictions, um, mm-hmm. um, more focus on what we couldn't do as opposed to what we could do. And um, for a long time, I just felt that it didn't resonate with me on an inner level. And uh, as I got older, I decided to choose another path forward. And that path forward, what was what did that look like? What was it about? It was finding uh, metaphysics, actually. And then uh, later, I became uh, Reiki. Um, it was uh, Reiki is a, a holistic healing path. And um, I was in a lot of emotional pain and suffering. I didn't re- realize how much. But um, at the time that I found Reiki, it, it was also like a, a game changer for me. And how old were you uh, with regards to kind of these kind of realizations of this is your past now, this is your your kind of move forward into something totally different to what you'd known previously? I was in my 30s, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, shortly after that, my marriage ended. And that was the first major kind of life shakeup. Um, I wasn't happy in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a family that believed in marriage. My parents were married for over 50 years until my dad passed. And we thought that you were supposed to stay in a marriage unless you were being physically abused, you know. And so um, I I stayed in that marriage longer than I would have otherwise. And so that started um, my life as a single mom. I have two adult sons and I now have three grandchildren. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, so that was, uh, the, well, I should say that during that marriage, what kind of began as the slow earthquake was that my husband took a job in another state and we decided to live apart. And it was very painful initially because uh, of the loneliness. Mm-hmm. But what I recognized after the fact was that the universe had created an opening for me. And it was to give me time to breathe, (laughs) to focus on myself and to begin to dive into my spiritual quest. I I think we all know, um, Gwendolyn, that 
things happen to us for a reason and you know it takes us down a different path and we've talked about I've talked about this on this podcast many times what happens to you leads you to where you really should have got been in the first place you know it's it's your journey there and one just has to accept that I mean I, I was actually talking about this with my daughter and she actually said to me you know mom what happened to you because I also was in a marriage longer than I should have been um and then once I left that marriage I've actually become myself which is really great it's a hi Kieran this is me you know which wasn't me for a long time so you're right you'd have those experiences and then it gives you the space to actually find yourself and then when you find yourself you're on a totally different path in fact uh, people would say to me that um, um, I seemed really different when I was with my spouse and I was in this conditioning that said that the men were the head of the household and they had to sort of be in charge and you know and so I always felt that I had to shrink to be in that relationship so just being able to breathe and be able to really find my own footing was really very very important i started practicing reiki and it was really when the thing blew up um, i realized that i was staying in a marriage because i believed also that two people could do better than one financially mm -hmm. and that um, that's not necessarily true because um, the year that I left uh, my marriage, I actually made more money as a single person than either of us had made together in any year that we had been together. So that was like breaking open a very limiting belief about abundance, about prosperity, and also coming to the conclusion that you know, it's not a specific thing. It's not a person. It's not a job. It's not a specific thing, but the, actually God is my supply. The universe is my supply and it's ultimately abundant and whatever I need is available to me, simply creating the space to be able to receive it. I think it's about having the faith and accepting the process and moving with it um, and not fighting against it um, and seeing where, where you end up. It's going to be a much more beautiful place than you started. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing that I discovered along the way was that um, I used to think it was the person, you know, like this is the reason why I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? He is the reason why I'm not happy. <laughs> but mm -hmm. then you know, I was in another relationship for uh, a number of years and I wasn't happy in that relationship either. You know? okay. So uh, one of the expressions that I've heard is that there you go, wherever, wherever you go, there you are, something like that, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which means that the work really had to be done uh, here, you mm -hmm. know, and so I recognize now that um one of the difficulties for me in relationship was that my heart hadn't flowered enough, you know, that I didn't love myself enough mm -hmm. to be able to actually receive love, to be able to um, give love unconditionally in relationship. And so that has been a major kind of life learning for me as well. 
I totally agree with you on that. I think now I feel that I'm at my happiest with myself. And when you get to that point, you know, where you find the total joy in who you are, not on a kind of an egotistical kind of, uh, you know, platform or a pedestal. It's more about I'm comfortable in, with myself. I love who I am. I love who I've become. And being kind of true to yourself and feeling, as you said, Gwendolyn, your heart, because when that sings, then, you know, you've arrived. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. And so in terms of your work, so is there anything else you want to say about your past? Because that's that's been totally interesting and informative. <laughs> no, it's it's just been a really uh, great experience. And I, I consider all these experiences to, as teachers and mm -hmm. that, you know, like right now, I think about them as stories. They don't mm -hmm. have any impact on my mental health or my mental well-being. They're just data. Uh, mm -hmm. These are the things that happen. And uh, so it's content, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. but they don't have any impact. I feel like I'm in a place of um, awakening, a place mm -hmm. of contentment and uh, a place of gratitude for all of those experiences and all the people that have come in and out of my life. That's beautiful to hear. Absolutely beautiful to hear. And a beautiful summary of, of that period of your life so let's move on to what you're currently doing so in yes. terms of the present so yes. you, exciting exciting work that you're doing so tell our listeners what is that you're involved with well I founded a nonprofit organization in 2014 called Moyo Institute and it's basically our mission is to serve basically mm -hmm. And one of the projects that we're involved in right now is a project for African-American women who are journeying with cancer. I was listening to one of your guests, by the way, and I was I was listening to her story. Um, she had been a two-time cancer survivor. And I was thinking, as I listened to her talk about the facts of her life, I thought, wow, we both chose plan B. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah. But I didn't have cancer myself, but my mom did and, and one of my sisters, which really inspired me to create this uh, process. So it's a workshop. It's a two day, uh, eight hour workshop for uh, women who are journeying with cancer. It's called Love Letters to Our Bodies. And it's um, it's really quite interesting. We do contemplation, meditation, really looking at our self-talk um, about how that's changed uh, since diagnosis and then ultimately the women write love letters to themselves and there's an audio file on my website of the women actually reading those love letters and and I I really love what they had to say for many women that disease was the point at which they had their shift where they became aware of the importance of self and of setting boundaries and uh, taking care of themselves and putting themselves first. So I think it can be inspirational to anyone. And I encourage people to take a look at that. So that is uh, the project that I'm involved with. And uh, we're getting ready to start the new session of workshops beginning in April, April 29th and 30th. 
So I'm excited about this. I'm hoping to really make it a national project. Um, and this concept is one that applies to anyone, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the workshop is actually something that can be taught as for prevention of disease and just really beginning to dive into how we're interacting with life and how we see ourselves in it and what our traumas were and how we've resolved them if we have and creating space to resolve them now if we haven't. Can I just say, Gwendolyn, when you mentioned love letters, or you can see a tear come into my eye, right? So when you mentioned love letters to our bodies, it's 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 so how can I it's so emotional because first of all, I think we all deserve to write love letters to ourselves. And I think the whole idea is so, so beautiful, so, so beautiful that it captures your imagination and it captures the heart and it's actually reflecting on yourself. And that is a good, good thing. And I just, you know, I think going nationwide with it is just a gift to everybody. But really, it could be more than just with cancer survivors. It's for everyone to write love letters to themselves because it's something that we do not do. We do not acknowledge the kind of who we are and our you know, uniqueness in this world. You're absolutely right. And it's it's funny because, um, you know, particularly for women as we age, there's the whole societal concept about what we should be like, what we should look like. And, you know, we've allowed that to come into our consciousness. And, um, and so we have to remind ourselves that we're, we're beautiful. You know, we're healthy, we're functioning, we have breath, you know, we're able to move, we have mobility. And it's funny because whenever I start uh, listening to those little voices coming in about changes that are happening in the body, I just make a practice of bringing to mind the image of the goddess of Willendorf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, it's a picture of the woman who's like pear shaped. Oh, right. Kind of, okay. You know, and so I thought I have to always just keep that in mind and recognize that we're goddesses. You know, it doesn't matter what we look like physically mm -hmm. and, um, you know, whether or not our hair is gray and, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, what else are you involved with? Um, because You've just come back from a, a, a retreat in India, which I just want to know about. So I've just yeah. been nosy, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. You know, I studied with a teacher in India and um, Sriyama Bhagavan is the teacher's name. And it's, they're a couple. They're actually avatars who are here to bring enlightenment onto the planet. And I just recently realized that, you know, this teacher has been talking to me since I was a kid, you know, that uh, his voice has been in my head answering my prayers, and it's been pretty amazing. So we're in the process right now of, um, he's in the process of uh, actually gifting people with enlightenment, because mm -hmm. uh, we're at such a critical time in the world with so much going on. The, the movement is the golden age movement. And the objective is to 
gather 74,000 people to become enlightened, to be enlightened, because this is uh, sort of the critical mass that's needed to shift the consciousness of humanity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of different ideas about enlightenment, what it means. And basically, the definition that Shama Bhagavan uses is the absence of mind interference, like mm -hmm. to be able to be in the world without all that secondary chatter taking you down the rabbit hole, essentially, and to experience causeless joy and oneness with all of life. And I have to say, you know, like I had my first blessing with this uh, group in uh, 2000, 2009. Mm -hmm. And when I did, my mind went silent for three weeks. Wow. I, okay. I literally, literally had thoughts, mm -hmm. but no secondary chatter. You okay. know, just being able to be present for whomever was there whatever I was doing, the work that I had to do, but none of this stuff that we really get so caught up in second guessing ourselves, wondering what people are thinking, criticizing someone, um, how they look, all of that was gone. And it really started me. Um, it moved me in such a powerful way that it really started me on a journey to support this work in whatever way that I can. So that is something else that I'm very much uh, involved in. Fabulous. Sounds so, so good. So what about the future then in terms of all of what you're doing? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so I'm right now, I am working really to do everything I can to support this movement. Mm -hmm. I'm also in the process of contributing to an anthology on Reiki. Mm -hmm. uh, that's being written by one of my friends. And I've been given a fellowship to write a spiritual quest memoir, which I have started. And so hopefully by the end of the year, that will be published. And, uh, and I have a new website to sort of present all of these things to the world. Um, uh, it's called Gwendolyn-Mitchell.com. And I encourage people to go there and take a look at what's going on as well. Absolutely. And we'll probably we'll put the links in our, in our, in our show notes as well in terms of where they can go and, and find all the information that you've talked about. So that seems all exciting and also busy as well. So you'll be so busy in terms of doing all of this. Um, anything else you want to talk about in terms of any future goals or? To just be present and um, really be in life. You know, mm -hmm. we move through life not fully experiencing it. And one of the shifts that has occurred for me and that I'm really grateful for is to be able to really experience life, be showing up for whomever is there. Um, you know, I, of course, I have my lovely grandchildren that keep me busy and um, I want to support women in in every way that I can, because I think that we have so much to overcome um, mm -hmm. in, living in this kind of patriarchal society. But the good news is that it's coming to an end. <laughs> Absolutely. <You know? laughs> and we're looking we're, to shift some of that. We're bringing it to an end. 
So in terms of the tips and bonuses, so five tips, Gwendolyn, to anybody who's under 50, from your experience, your wealth of knowledge, what are those five tips you would give to somebody? Well, the first one is to get to know yourself. And Mm -hmm. you can do that by asking yourself if all of these things that were put into your mind by teachers, parents, elders, society, if they were all empty, what Mm -hmm. would be left? You know, so the big question is, who am I? And I invite people to really take that on as a practice because it will really catalyze this journey, uh, Mm self-discovery. The second one is don't believe the advertisers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because all of these things that we believe are going to bring us happiness, the things Mm -hmm. that we're working so hard to achieve and acquire, it's just nonsense. They're not going to do it. And um, it's only when we really begin to journey inward that we're able to get to that place of joy and Mm -hmm. lasting happiness. Um, It's only when our heart begins to flower that we're able to really let love in. So don't believe the advertisers. The third one is to think about what is really important to you and and why is it important, you know, to really give some thought to that. Um, And again, it's just recognizing that we're the products of conditioning and programming. And our task is to break free of all of that. So that's the third tip. Okay. The fourth one is not to expect anyone else to make you happy. Mm -hmm. They can't, (laughs) you know, most of us um, are walking around with our begging bowls, wanting to be loved. And the other person has a begging bowl too. They're (laughs) wanting to be loved. (laughs) So, you know, I just like, how can these empty bowls do anything for each other? You know? So I want to say that happiness is an inside job and it's really important to cultivate your inner world. And um, you'll find not only happiness, but joy, which Mm -hmm. is uh, more sustained than the momentary pleasure or momentary happiness. And the fifth one would be to have fun. Wow. I think yeah. I love it all. I love it all. I absolutely love it all. I just, you're absolutely right in terms of having, you know, understanding that you don't need stuff, right? Because the joy has to come from within. You need to be satisfied in whatever you do and, and every step you take and everything that comes your way. And it comes from within. And that's where you need to get to. I mean, I used to love buying clothes. I used to love buying stuff. Now I'm not bothered about the stuff. I I mean, I still want to look nice, but it's not about buying hordes and putting it into the back of my wardrobe anymore um, because it doesn't fill it doesn't fill a hole. What has filled my my life is finding the joy in myself. And you're absolutely, absolutely spot on there. So I I totally understand where you're coming from. So what about the three tips to anybody who's over 50 now? What would you say to them? Put yourself at the top of the list 
self-care is very important. And most of us have spent a lifetime caring for other people. And it's our time to really begin to care for ourselves in terms of our physical well-being, both in terms of nourishment, rest and movement, exercise, and also our mental well-being, uh, being careful about what we let in and uh, surrounding ourselves with those things that are uplifting. The second one is to accept your beautiful, capable self. And, um, you know, that's every little mark, every little stretch mark, (laughs) whatever you look like, just know that you have those experiences that gave those uh, marks to you are Mm -hmm. part of your life lesson and part of your life teachers. And you have that to be grateful for. Um, The third one is to have curiosity, you know, like, what happens oftentimes we feel like, oh, that's the past, or we're over that, or we're over the hill, or whatever. And I just want you to know that curiosity will keep you learning, it will keep you young, it will keep you vibrant, and you'll be able to embrace change with, uh, you know, an open mind and see it as both a cha- uh, opportunity and a challenge for something new. Oh my God, you've blown me away, absolutely blown me away because those tips are so valuable and they're so essential for where we are in the world, what's happening at the moment, but also totally for your own well-being. And I just mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you for those wonderful tips. we we'll take them away. People need to listen to them again and again and again. Can I just say, Gwendolyn, it's been an absolute pleasure in having you here. I mean, I'm, I mean it from the top, you know, bottom of my heart because it's taken a while for you to get here, to get just get <laughs> scheduled. I'll be honest, right? Yes, it has. This. But having you here has just been so marvelous. So all I can say is thank you very, very much for being and being here, sharing. Um, there's really wonderful parts of your life and the tips. Thank you. And thank you for putting this out into the world and to give us something to reflect on and to contemplate. And, you know, as I said, I hadn't thought about my life in these terms. So your offering this podcast has really been a gift to me and a gift to all the women who have an opportunity to listen to it. So thank you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more from some amazing women over 50 who are kicking ass and making impact, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember to rate, comment and share with other fabulous women. And together, let's change the narrative that you don't have to be invisible no matter how old you are. Check out our other services on www.you'renotinvisibleafter50.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and TikTok. And always remember that life doesn't have to end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning.